Hello and welcome to Best Comics Ever, Season 1, Episode 12. I'm your host, Dave Busing, here from ComicBookHerald.com. Today we're going to be looking at the Best Comics Ever list, which can be found at ComicBookHerald.com slash the best comics of all time. And we're going to go through about 20 comics that I read here in July 2018. I'll be ranking them on the list. We will be hitting the over 400 ranked comic comics mark this month, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, and I'll talk through what I thought of the books, some details about them, whether I recommend you read them, and hopefully you can find a little bit of enjoyment in terms of trying to rank these things, but also some recommended reads that you can pursue in your own fevered comic book passion. Uh, just a quick update for Best Comics Ever. I did get some notes. It's been a bit since we posted the Ant-Man and Wasp discussion um, as to whether the podcast is continuing. Obviously, the answer is yes, but I will be changing things up a little bit. I've got a lot of ideas. Again, I'm just kicking this thing off here in year one, so there's going to be a lot of experimentation and floating out different ideas and styles and seeing what sticks. And honestly, most importantly, what I enjoy talking about. Uh, I found that if I am not getting passionate about doing this, that it's not going to happen. And I think with a lot of comic book herald endeavors, my eyes can be bigger than my stomach sometimes. You know, wanting to do everything and trying to do it myself is not always the most realistic. So thanks to those on uh, patreon.com slash comicbookherald who have supported and made Best Comics Ever a reality. Thanks to those of you who listen and enjoy and have shared the, the materials as well as materials on CBH. Um, but today we're going to do the best comics ever list. That's going to continue happening. And then I think probably going forward, one thing I'm excited to kick off is uh, probably every two weeks, a feature looking at the newest uh, complete story arcs released in Marvel Unlimited. So I know a lot of the Comic Book Herald audience is uh, Marvel Comics fans. A lot of them use Marvel Unlimited to consume vast amounts of comics in the reading orders that we provide on the site. And again, by we, I mean me. Um, but it, every week they release, you know, they dump out a whole new bunch of comics based on a six-month release schedule, meaning if a comic was released the first week of January 2018, uh, you're likely to see that the first week of July in Marvel Unlimited. So every week they tell you what's new and what I'm going to do is look at the comics that are released that actually mark the conclusion of a story, uh, or in bigger cases, of a, of a whole run, and then talk about the story as a whole. Personally, I, I've never been as into using MU to read on an issue-by-issue basis. I like consuming things in uh, full, defined story arcs. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to highlight what the new story arcs are, what you can check out in full, because it's not always clear just from looking at things. Um, and then I'm going to talk about, you know, my thoughts on them and what they mean for the Marvel U. So that's to come. That'll be the next post. For now, let's get into ranking some of these comics. So I've already sorted the new books to add uh, just amongst themselves, and then I'm going to add it to the main list. The first one, and we're just going to go from the top down here, is My Favorite Thing is Monsters, published by Fantagraphics, uh, written and drawn by Emile Ferris, a Chicago native. This is her autobiographical book about growing up in Chicago in the 1960s about her mixed race family and uh, kind of a murder mystery layered on top of it about a woman that lived in in Emile's building who uh, actually has a history in Nazi Germany. Um, and I, I won't say more than that to, to not spoil things, 
but uh, Emile is a huge monster comics fan during this time, and throughout the book, she draws herself as uh, a literal werewolf detective, which is both adorable and amazing. This book got a ton of press and a ton of hype as sort of the number one best comic list type book um, last year, and I don't know why, but I'm always a little prickly with some of that, like the hype maybe is outpacing the actual achievement of the comic. Uh, I Having read now My Favorite Thing is Monsters, that it's, it's absolutely astonishing. It is an incredible, incredible book. If you haven't checked it out yet, I highly, highly recommend you do so. Um, you will need to actually purchase it or get it from your local library. I don't see it on any of the streaming apps that I use, but it's an amazing comic. And uh, I mean, it is, it's simultaneously funny and heart-wrenching. There's a, there's kind of a melancholy at the heart of it. Um, you know, you see this, just this bullying and racism and homophobia spread throughout it. That is heart-wrenching. It's dealing with, again, Nazi Germany, the Holocaust, cancer. I mean, this thing covers everything and it's it's a you know autobiographical in a sense obviously with the exception of maybe emil not actually being a werewolf detective i don't know for sure um but it's it's an incredible achievement and again the fact that it touches on such serious subjects and stays so funny is to me um absolutely amazing and then from a craft perspective Every single page of My Favorite Thing in Monsters, it's drawn as if it's on a child's notebook, because this is told from a time when the, the narrator is uh, in childhood. And it, you know, it looks like basically a school notebook, um, sort of scribbling, scratched out, you know, notes sometimes. But every page is crafted differently. It's not your traditional panel layout that you would find in a superhero comic. And it, the drawings are just out of this world. I mean, the different styles and approaches across so many different pages, it, you have to see it to believe it. Words don't necessarily do it justice. This book is an all-time great. I mean, it really is. And when I'm looking at ranking this thing, I'm going way up the list. I'm looking inside my top 20 um, best comics ever. And no joke, it's, I mean, there's obviously the recency bias of having just read it, but this thing belongs in a class of some of the best comics of all time. And the ones that jumped out to me as probably the most comparable would be Mouse by Art Spiegelman, uh, with obvious connections in terms of history and time period and style there. And then something like From Hell uh, by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell, or actually more on point would be Blankets by Craig Thompson. So all of these deal with history and and huge complex themes in very intricate ways. I think definitely Mouse has to go above My Favorite Thing is Monsters. My Favorite Thing is Monsters doesn't exist without what Mouse did. Um, which brings us to, I'm going to go down now, I have Blankets number 13 on the list. I think My Favorite Thing in Monsters is actually better than Blankets. It covers so much more. It covers a much wider range of perspective. Um, Craig Thompson will always be one of my favorite cartoonists and storytellers. He, those Blankets was um, an essential kind of comic that, that got me into understanding the potential of the medium. But I, my favorite thing, Monsters, has to go above it. So then that puts us looking at Scott Pilgrim at number 12 and From Hell at number 11. Um, this is tricky. Scott Pilgrim versus My Favorite Thing in Monsters is absurd. <laughs> they are 
wildly, wildly different stories and types of comics. I mean, just from a what would I rather read again perspective, Scott Pilgrim wins. It's but that's in a lot of ways, it's just lighter and it's less emotionally draining. Um, from Hell, I think again is is dense in a way that My Favorite Thing Is Monsters is not. Uh, even though My Favorite Thing Is Monsters covers nearly as much, it is breezier and lighter, uh, certainly in tone, than From Hell. Um, so again, this is not an easy one to rank. For the time being, I'm going to put it just above blankets because that's extremely high. And honestly, it may even go up from there as I as I think about this book. And it's, you know, purportedly book one. So as more is added to it, it may just become, you know, inarguably inside the top ten. So that brings us now to the next item on the list, and we're going to not be talking so high up in the best comics ever list. Uh, again, they're that ranking in at number 12 all time. Or excuse me, number, our new number 13 all time. So next on the list is You Are Deadpool. This is a Marvel comic. It was written by Al Ewing, one of Marvel's best writers ongoing right now, and drawn by Salva Espin. And Your Deadpool is uh, remarkable in the sense that it's a Deadpool comic, came out weekly, it's five issues, but it is a role-playing comic. And what this means is you quite literally need a sheet of paper and a dice, and your roles and decisions and choices that you make following the instructions that are very clearly laid out actually dictate what you read next and your story path. So instead of the traditional left to right panel layout of an American superhero comic, your Deadpool will number each panel and based on interactions you have, let's say you roll lower than a villain's score that you are battling, uh, you might jump from panel two to panel 33 for an example. This means that every reader's experience is going to be completely different, uh, which is fascinating to me. So just stylistically, I think Your Deadpool is is so worth checking out. I also really recommend finding this one in print. Um, there's a value to holding these comics in your hand and playing along. That honestly is just not going to be the same, I think, in trade or in digital. Um, I haven't seen the trade, but in digital, it's, you know, it's just, it's a different experience. So, your Deadpool is going to go very high on this list. And then, to top it off, too, Ewing and Espen, their Deadpool is very funny. And it's a compelling, entertaining story in its own right, even though, obviously, the focus is on the, the role-playing elements of it. So, this is going to go pretty high as well. I love playing this. It's my favorite comics in print experience I've had in 2018, just because it is so unique. And I, I don't know the history of it well enough to necessarily say if anyone's ever done a role-playing comic like this in a similar style, but You Are Deadpool is the first time I've done it, certainly in the Marvel Universe, and it is wonderful. I loved it. A lot of thought and a lot of care went into it, so how high can it go? Um, I'm looking up in the 150 range on my list. I've got God Country currently at 150, uh, which is by Donnie Cates and Jeff Shaw from Image. Trying to, it's tough to think of something that is very similar, um, just because most comics aren't aren't quite this inventive. I've got Black Bolt 
by Saladin Ahmed and Christian Ward at number 132. I don't think it's quite that good. Uh, the, the Marvel comic that came out and just finished up here in early 2018. Great 12 issues. Um, Black Bolt, I do think I got below that The Fifth Beetle, graphic novel by Vivek Tiwari, and Batman and Son, the first arc in the Grant Morrison run on Batman. I actually like UR Deadpool better than both of those, so I'm going to put UR Deadpool here in the 130s on the best comics ever list, just behind Marvel's Black Bolt. Slide it right up in there. And again, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan in terms of comics. Um, I like the character fine, but I'm, I'm definitely not an avid, avid fan. This may well be my favorite Deadpool comic I've ever read, um, largely because of Ewing and, and Espen's creation. Next on the list, we have Black Sad from Dark Horse Comics. Juan Diaz Canales and Juanjo Guaranido. Producing, I was published by Dark Horse, but this is the story of a uh, a cat detective, and it is a noir, very serious, taken very seriously, noir of an anthropomorphic universe um, uh, that can maybe give you visions of Looney Tunes or more cartoonish type things. Uh, no, it is taken very realistically. The drawing and the art is absolutely astonishing. Some of the best I've ever seen in comics. Uh, the noir is great. It's like a, a neo-noir a la um, some of the best Brubaker and Phillips crime stories you see out there. But of course, the detective is John Blackshead, a cat. And uh, the, the book deals with not only this kind of private eye scene, which is always entertaining to me, uh, but also issues of race and, and class and some like heady, heavy discussions that you would not necessarily expect in a book where the pitch is cat detective. So, and it handles them very well, um, which is, again, impressive. So Black Tide's going to go pretty high as well. Uh, I'm looking up in, again, towards the 150s. I like it better than The Killing Joke uh, by Alan Moore and Brian Boland. Obviously, that's an iconic graphic novel, but I would definitely rather read Black Sad. Um, is it better than God Country, which, again, I mentioned at 150? Again, that Cates and Shaw. God Country is very good. Uh, if you're not familiar, this is five issues, I want to say, five or six. It's really one single story arc, and it's about a um, father moves in with his, his child who doesn't necessarily want to bring him in, and his wife's definitely against it, but he, uh, he has Alzheimer's, and he finds this giant sword. It's a god of swords, and it uh, gives him all these powers. It's kind of got this Asgardian new gods riff going on. Um, but again, kind of dealing with Alzheimer's and the ability to remember your family. It's it's very emotionally resonant um, in addition to just plain fun. I don't know the Black Sad's better than that. I'm going to put it, I've got Superman Rebirth right below that. And the Rebirth era of Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason on Superman has been great as well. I don't think Black Sad's quite that good. That brings us down to Golden Age Wonder Woman. And then below that is Doom Patrol Volume 1, the young animal version. I do like Black Sad better than Doom Patrol. Do I like it more than Golden Age Wonder Woman, which is a very fun and also obviously one of the most influential creations of all time by William Moulton Marston and company. Um, I'd rather read Black Sad again, definitely, despite the history that obviously goes along with the Golden Age there. So let's put Black Sad just outside the top 150. 
that'll come in as the new one with D2 on the list. All right. That brings us now to Barrier, which is a comic written by Brian K. Mond and drawn by Marcos Martin. Uh, Barrier is came out on Panel Syndicate, which is Vaughn and Martin's kind of digital first, pay what you want, uh, digital comics platform. They released a private eye on here, which is on the list pretty high already. Uh, they do some interesting experimental methods on the forum. Obviously, the, the hook is kind of the, the Radiohead in rainbow style, pay what you want hook for comics, which is something that Vaughn, as one of the most prolific and well-known writers in comics, can, can do and experiment with. Um, Barrier's not their best work. I like Private Eye better. Barrier's very, very good. Again, it's only five issues. There was a free comic book day issue, actually, which was just issue number one of the series, and that's what I grabbed and loved, and, and that's why I wound up buying the rest of the series as it came out weekly. One cool thing about Barrier is you actually turn the pages um, the opposite direction you normally would. So normally you flip uh, left to right Barrier, you actually flip up and down. And the art by Marcos Martin is some of the best in the business. He is very good at what he does. Uh, Barrier as a whole, as a story, it, it plays with ideas of immigration and kind of not being able to understand um, other people with language. And it plays with them in very interesting ways and obviously very prescient ways given where, where American politics are today. Um, it doesn't, it's not ham-handed, it's, uh, it's not really preaching, um, but it has clear points and I think it makes them very, very wisely. So Barrier is going to go, I think definitely inside the top 200. Question is how high. Um, I like it better than Queen and Country, Volume 1 for Monique Press, written by Greg Rucka. I've got Motor Crush here at 170. That's booked by Brendan Fletcher and Babs Tarr and Cameron Stewart that are ranked last week. Do I think Barrier's better than that book? That's a tough one. Um, I definitely like the art a lot. I'm very into Marcus Martin's work. This is a tough one to rank because it's in somewhat easy to read it's interesting but there's not necessarily a lot hidden in the pages uh i would put it above descender below motor crush here's the number the new number 171 on the best comics so let's move barrier up and we're going to do one more comic this episode it is going to be Injustice 2. Uh, I have Injustice pretty high on this list. Let's take a look at it just to be clear. I have it at number 126 uh, below Suicide Squad, the Ostrander era run in the 80s from DC, and actually above Lazarus, which, uh, written by Greg Rekha with art by Michael Lark from Image Comics, is extremely extremely good so i like injustice a lot it's written by tom taylor with a variety of artists it initially came out weekly as a tie-in to the injustice video game or rather a uh, kind of an adaptation of that story now if you're familiar with the video game the story is dumb <laughs> it is just hyper violent and silly and just an excuse to get 
characters from the DC universe to fight each other in this video game. The fact that Tom Taylor was able to craft something smart and funny and emotionally resonant out of all that, and one of the the breeziest in the sense that you it, it's a page turner. It is almost impossible to stop reading Injustice if you like the DC universe. I would make the case that it's actually the best kind of DC universe digest imaginable for someone new to the new to DC comics. Um, it's amazing. And Injustice 2 actually manages to continue that trend. You have Taylor back on full-time writing duties with artist Bruno Redondo. Um, it's very good. It's not as good as Injustice Season 1, but again, it's, you know, it's not as far along. There are 12 issues that I've been able to read so far, so I'm going to have to put it, for the time being, a little bit lower. Um, I do think it's probably going to be close to the top 200. Let's see, I like it more than Green Arrow Quiver, which I have just inside the top 200. Um, I like it more than, do I like it more than X-Men Messiah Complex? That's a tough one. Oh boy. Uh, I've got Redneck by written by Donna Cates right above that. Secret Weapons, the Valiant series right above that. Hmm. I think Injustice 2 probably has to go behind Messiah Complex at this stage, but that's still going to put it inside the top 200, which is quite good. So there we go. That's Injustice 2. And that's going to go inside the top 200. All right. So there you have it. We've got bunch of new comics ranked. I've got a handful more here to rank that I'm going to do. Off the podcast, I've got Extremity by Daniel Warren Johnson, Chicago native with amazing art. You should check that one out on Hoopla, where it is available, two volumes, um, as well as books like Lady Killer by Joelle Jones, X-Men Red Volume 1, another Tom Taylor production that is fantastic, and Green Lantern Earth 1, the DC Earth 1 hardcover graphic novel, which you can find on Hoopla Digital as well. All, all very good. All will do well on this list. So thank you for listening. Again, we'll be back here with the kind of new feature around what's new in Marvel Unlimited. Uh, thanks for listening. Compact Herald is written, produced, and delivered by Dave Busing. That's me and comicbookherald.com. You can find out ways to support Comic Herald at patreon.com slash comicbookherald. And you can also find, of course, um, lots of bonus exclusive Patreon specific guides and perks. Music for Best Comics Ever is written by Anthony Weiss. You can find more of Anthony's music at anthonyweiss.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the comics. <laughs>